Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, our mighty champions, raise your voices to the anthem, marching with our mighty army, Wrexham is the name, Fearless in Devotion. So Noel, welcome to the new Fearless and Devotion. Um, before we start, I'm, I'm a broken man. I've had two days at the cricket. Uh, I'm sweating beer, so I don't know how much uh, good company I'm going to be on this. As you can, as you can tell, I can barely speak. Never mind, uh, never mind. Con- conduct a, a popular Wrexham podcast. But anyway, enough of my woes. It's been quite a busy week, Tim, isn't it? It has, but I'm just wondering how you've lost your voice at the cricket first and foremost. Not the rowdiest of sports, is it? No, it it is on the west on the west stand in Leeds, mate. It is, and, and I went to a walkabout last night. Wow, I didn't even know they still existed. It's like a it's like a real sort of examination of humanity. That place. Um, you sure you didn't imagine it? You're that drunk. No, you just imagined it. I was it. definitely there, and I did some dancing. And I don't think I've done any dancing for about ooh, a good five years. Uh, but oh. no, I pulled out, busted some moves. Yesterday. We've seen your we we've seen your moves when when drunk and we don't need to talk about those very well documented. We've seen them in Tor- Torquay, didn't we? We did see him in Torquay. Some very questionable uh, hand signals. You said me. I was drunk. <laughs> uh, no, yes, yeah, busy anyway. week. Anyway, right. First thing, membership prices. Liam, right. I've 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 got no skinny in this game just because I've got a season ticket and we've sort of already discussed that that gives us that gives us the access. But you know, for people like Reese. Who, who need a, a membership to get tickets. Um, it's been released this week. It's £40, I think, isn't it, Liam? £30. Uh, £30, for, uh, £30 for adults and £15 for Junior Dragons, which is, let's have a look, under, is it under 11s, is it? Am I right in saying? Uh, yeah. Okay, what do we get for that? So, for your money, you also says all members will have access to a priority ticket window for Wrexham home games, which, as we know, is is a good thing, but also can be pretty uh, busy. But also yeah, access mate. to the new access to the new ticket exchange system, which I think people are hoping are going to be a game changer. We'll see what happens when more is announced on that front. Um, so, other than that, there's mention of a seventy-five pound discount off a flight with our new sponsors, United Airlines. Other membership benefits include a newsletter and a birthday email. Wow, a birthday email. That is That, I, I, that would make my birthday. Um, one thing, you know, I, I, the, the, the ticket exchange is the thing that interests me. I mean, you know, we don't know how exactly it's going to work, but if I was going to give up my ticket, I'd want to nominate who I could give it to because, you know, there's there's quite a few people who who would like my ticket would get use out of it and I can't make it up every every uh, every home game but I'm not sure that's going to be the case is it I think they're just going to go into a central pool aren't they Tim I don't know I mean you'd like to think they'll give you the option because if you've got other accounts linked to yours mm. um, you know because I think you can have members linked to you can't you? it's not just about season tickets I'm sure you can have members linked to you as well so on that basis you think you would be able to go right I know somebody who wants it, but I can't get my ticket to them. So therefore, I'll give it them digitally. Oh, digitally. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I mean, I'll be honest. 
I don't think you're getting an awful lot there for your 30 quid. Um, I just feel that there could have been a few more kind of exclusive benefits to that membership, you know. I don't just the basic stuff, you know, a pin badge, just to feel a bit of exclusivity. Oh, look, look, we're great. We're, we've got the membership. Just little things, little things. I just feel like, I think somebody mentioned it feels like a quite an expensive raffle ticket to kind of be in it to win it, you know, for for the chance of getting tickets to start on the other. So I don't know. I just think it's it's something that maybe needs looking at going forward in terms of what you get for your money there. It just feels like um, it's more mm. of a case when you get this exclusive, you get your 75 quid off a six, 700 quid flight from United Airlines and so on, which isn't, isn't you know, it's nice, but how many of the, of the, the membership, the fan base are going to be utilizing that at this stage. I'm not too sure. So oh, yeah, man, I'm transatlantic, mate. There you go. There you go. But yeah, I just think it, it could probably be looked at and I imagine it will be looked at and maybe just, just a little bit more thought about what, what could be given within yeah. that fit, to be honest. Liam, you sort of had a look online. What's the sort of major sort of bugbears or, I mean, I, I would imagine there's a lot of people just saying, hang on, this club's growing and you're going to get stuff like this, behave. Uh, and then a lot of people, uh, and a lot of people more questioning how they're going to get tickets because that's just a simple thing, isn't it? They want to get, they want to go into the ground. Yeah, um, I've had a look at a few comments um, you know, on Facebook. Someone's made the comment, as Tim has, that it's going to be like a lottery trying to get a ticket, even as a member, might as well draw them out of a large hat. Um, someone said, difficult to get a ticket last season and the membership is being increased. So what chance this season? And there's definitely no mention of a cap on um, yeah. new members on the on the announcement it's basically saying there'll be a window for previous members to renew which i would imagine there'll be a pretty high percentage of renewals um yeah. and then after that other people will be able to join on as well so i think that's a a good point unless it's something that's been you know mistakenly left out if you if you're paying 10 pound extra and your chances are actually getting worse i mean if the national lottery did that i wouldn't buy wouldn't buy a ticket if they put it up by another quid or something and said you've got even less chance. So that's a fair point. Um, and also someone saying that it comes across as a money grab. Um, but yeah, there's a, the, on the flip side, there has been people saying, you know, it's it's in the name of progress, etc., which is something which seems to get trotted out quite a lot. But I mean, for me, I think it's just the cumulative increase. You know, if, it, if we're talking about a £10 membership fee in isolation, you could probably say... Yeah, you know, fair enough. That's just one off. But I think it's things like the shirt price has gone up, hasn't it, this season? Yeah. Uh, match day um, tickets are going up, albeit only by a few quid, I think we should say, mm. um, on that front. And season ticket prices have gone up. Um, so I think maybe you just have to think about, you know, how, how it impacts people. Like I know the club will be going, having rising costs. Um, with some big infrastructure projects on the go, I would imagine the cost of the cops gone up since since it started, just because it was, you know inflation, like everything has. But I still think there's something to be said for trying to keep things as affordable as possible for the fan base. Yeah, it's not that we're, it's not like we're a poor club, is it? Um, I think working in the digital industry, data is king, and I understand why they they're keen to get as many members signed up as as possible. Um, you know, because that's your, that's your sort of, that's your go-to <coughs> shopping sort of, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, they're your go-to customers and the more you can get on them, the more you can get them signed up, the, the more the club 
club will benefit. Um, uh, I think, I think really and truly, it's a lot of money um, on top of what else we're having to pay in a cost of living crisis. Uh, but I can also see that, to be honest, we do need to move forward. And, you know, if people want to pay it, they will. Uh, any good news, Tim? What are you wearing there? That looks quite nice. This is the new replica home shirt, as wonderfully modelled. I look like an American footballer pulling the shoulders like that, though. It's a bit stupid. Um, so, yeah, I was. there's been a few groans, including me, <laughs> um, about pre-orders. Some people have different um, uh, definitions of what pre-order actually means. Um, in my head, most mm. things when I pre-ordered, I've usually tended to get it before it arrives in the shop or whatever. And some other people said, well, no, it just merely guarantees you the shirt. It doesn't matter when it arrives or whatever. So so I was just a bit bummed out that the shirt hadn't arrived prior to them going it being available in the club shop because um, I could have just gone to the club shop. And, and yes, I know it, it saves you the, the ball like if I'm to queue up to get it and all that. I understand that. That's fine. And maybe, I don't know, there's still, there's still a, the sort of excited child in that just wants to get the shirt straight away and sling it on and walk around town like, Thinking you're Billy Big Ballers because you got your shirt on. It's not like it was back in the day where you were like the only person yeah. in two, two or three square miles wearing it. You know, everyone's got one on now, which is great. Um, but yeah, you know what? Uh, once, once the uh, once it started moving, it started moving. I think, I think that that World Sports on the Wrexham Industrial they've got an involvement in in being a carrier and all this as well because their name was on the uh, the parcel on the bag. So I think that there is an involvement there as well which is good um you know local company done well so getting them on board is good but yeah shit's good I, I blasted up a quick four minute review on the youtube channel of the day um and yeah overall pretty happy liam have you got one i have indeed i'm not sporting it as i got all my wear out of it uh yesterday but mine, my... seven days liam is that is, is... <laughs> yeah no it, it came yesterday um and for all of the flack they get, I must say, I'm pretty sure it was Yodel that delivered it. And it was very pretty efficient, to be honest. Got all the update messages, came as expected. It wasn't chucked on my roof or on my neighbor's <laughs> uh, cat or anything like that. So pretty pleased with that. And also the sizing worked pretty well. I went, went I think, one or two sizes up to a large. And it's quite nice and roomy, but not too much. So, yeah, I quite, I quite like it. It's I wouldn't say it's like a, you know, a sort of eight or a nine out of ten, but I think probably a solid 7.5 quite nice material like the detail on the back with Wrexham in Welsh down the bottom um and I also like even though it looks slightly weird the little v thing is very forgiving if you've got a large head it it, it helps you get it on a lot easier so I'm all for convenience or if you've got you have chest, like, like prime Ryan gigs hairy chest you can show it off yeah are we allowed to say his name because he is still pending a court proceeding. Yeah, you yeah. like to say his name? Of course you can. I know. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He hasn't disappeared from the face of the uh, face of the earth, is he? <laughs> I mean, from a moral standpoint, that's all. Um, the only uh, thing that I mean, I'm, the only thing I'm bummed out by are these sleeves now because I just wanted it to match the size of the collar, so it could have just been right. half the size and just had, you know, the trim as opposed to this weird big white gap. Yeah. Um. What's the fit like? Uh, because I'm I'm got mine yet. I'm I'm gonna wait for a bit. Do I need 
do I? Well, you know, I'm obviously quite a quite a muscular fella. Yeah, yeah. Depends if, it depends, depends if you've had two days on the sauce at the cricket, that rowdy yeah. sport. What are you sneering at cricket for? I'm not being. <laughs> I, I'm just, I think it's crap. That's why. The Eng- yeah. England, England and Wales, is it? <laughs> Well, yeah. it's England and Wales when there's a big sort of uh, racial discrimination. Uh, Why is it not the Wales and England cricket board? Well, because England comes alphabetically before Wales and everyone is in England and it's in England uh, and it's basically just the England team. Not if you use um, the Welsh word for Wales, Cymru, that comes before England, so, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, we could do that, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll change the ECB for you. It will now be the CECB. Okay, traitor. Next point, go on. Um, right, yeah. Just tell me what the fit's like. Is is is? I'd say go. I'd say go go one up. I mean, I've gone. Uh, I tend to um, yeah, most of my t-shirts are medium these days, but I've gone one size up to large because I, I had the away shirt last season, just medium. It generally fit all right, but it was it could get a bit sort of slightly clingy at times. Um, so I found the large just gives you a bit more room. So I would suggest one up. Depends yeah. if you're a fluctuator or a maintainer with your weight. Which are you, Andrew? I think I'm I'm a maintainer. What about you, uh, Liam? Uh, me, I'm. Well, it depends how many uh, how many pies I've had. Um, There's your answer. The weekend question. Yeah, <laughs> fluctuator. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. Like I fitted fine in the other day. I a bit of a heavy carb night on the pasta, and today's a bit of a. Oof. So yeah. But you know what? It's a nice shirt and befitting of winning the League Two title, I'd say. Cool, great. Um, the next thing is a bit weird, isn't it? Because last uh, last week we mentioned uh, the the sponsorship on the side of the uh, the training top, and uh, you know I'm, I'm, I've always been a bit of a grabby sod, so I said oh, I'd love to taste some of that whiskey, and and then what happened to him? Take it, take it, take it away. Well, what happened is. Um... I got a message out of the blue from from Mr. Rob McAhenney saying, um, how many bottles do you want? And I had no idea what he was talking about. Like literally no idea whatsoever. Um, and I thought he's I thought it was in re- reference to something else. And obviously I didn't record the pod with you guys last week because I was up at a, a music festival. But so you listened to it though, surely. I did listen to it, but in hindsight, I hadn't listened to it by Monday or Tuesday when it came out. So anyway, I digress. So we kind of figured out what it was about. He said, oh, it's about what the lad said on the pod about um, about the whiskey. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So he just said, how many how many bottles do you want? And I was like, oh, I don't really know what to say to this, but uh, whatever you kind of want to, if you, if you feel free to want to chuck some our way, then great. I just thought it was kind of a joke. But um, anyway, this went on for about 20, 25 minute DM chat, which was fully unexpected as it was very, very pleasant. He was very complimentary about, about the pod and him listening in and then being held accountable for, for things they're doing right and wrong and bloody, bloody blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, that was Tuesday. And he said, it might take a bit of time to get some, uh, some liquor to the UK and two boxes um, there or thereabouts wow. came yesterday. Um, That's amazing. What a turnaround that is. Yeah, I'm on Yeah, a fair bit more more than than we could ever have expected or imagined. So, um, as a result, uh, some, if not the majority, of that will be ring fenced for raffle prizes, competitions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, because I am going to drink uh, some, despite Andy's um, regular um, 
demeanor on the source. We are not whiskey monsters. Um, so we will be ring fencing. Well, I might be. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. But yeah, um, it's, it's just simply a, a, another. I did have a little note with me that, that I was going to read out and it's just suddenly disappeared. So that's kind of annoyed me. I had it with me there. But anyway, there's the whiskey. There's on the, the bottom whiskey. of the bloody hell. Look what's on the bottom of that there. It's oh, okay now. No, no, I, I, I had it with me. No, it's just like disappeared. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, it's but... Four Walls Whiskey. Um, what's going to happen is once I get my bottle, I'm going to drink it live on air and I'm going to taste test it for, for you guys. And then we're going to see how trolleyed I am by the end of uh, by the end of the podcast. <laughs> let's, not, let's not make it a long one, yeah? Um, but all I can say is thanks, Rob. You didn't need to do that. Um, but thanks for listening and and more. Thanks for the whiskey. Uh, yeah, right, I think it's safe to say. My dad, because I'm, I'll try and give him a bottle for Christmas. <laughs> so just revealed that spoiler I mean, alert. Yeah, it's it's just you know we see it. We've seen it time after time since they've come in with, with their donations to charity and the food bank and the fans are aiding aiding start. I mean, it's just it's just been regular acts of kindness, and we certainly weren't expecting to be involved. And we, we were more than happy with having our chat the other month, you know. So to have something like this, fully unexpected, and again, it just shows you the kind of the measure of of the people that are in charge of the club. They don't have to do it. Um, they wanted to do it. And you know, we're massively, massively um, grateful and appreciative of uh, such a kind gesture. Yeah. So yeah. competition raffle prize is coming soon. Um, and thanks again, Rob. And it shows um, the benefit of um, blagging as well. And, and oh, about products. Are we influencers now? Am I, are we influencers? <laughs> I, should, I should say as well, and I don't know where my note suddenly disappeared to. That's really annoyed me that. But anyway, Why don't you crawl around on the floor on your hands and knees while me and Andy chat for a second? <laughs> I'm not gonna, it's just like, I don't know where it's gone. It's kind of it's winding me up. Anyway, um, it says on the note that this four walls, this particular one, was obviously with um, Charlie Day and, and Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny. That's those those guys with Rob of of founded Four Walls, uh, and this particular one is a limited edition release, which is um, to help. Uh, I think it was local. Uh, publicans during the COVID crisis. So that's wow. kind of where it came about. So again, it's got more feel good factor to it. And so this is like a limited run. There's going to be a different version of Four Walls uh, coming out in the UK soon, from what I can remember what I read on a note. I bet you it'll reappear in a minute. And also we all know that Four Walls is now adorning the uh, the side of the, the training top. Um, yeah, yeah, the left leave of the training top. So great, great stuff. Yeah, thanks again. Um, right, stadium tour. This one caught me by surprise. We can do a stadium tour. You know what? I wouldn't mind doing it because um, obviously I go there very, very, uh, very often. But it always is nice to get into the bones of it. Um, do we know much more about this, Liam? How much is it? How much is it going to cost me to do a stadium tour? Will Garant do it? Well, I'm going on it. If, if, if you're going to get uh, anyone to right. do it, surely it's got to be Garant or Pete Jones or. You know, someone like that would be ideal, wouldn't they? They'd have all the stories. Um, oh, here we go. Prices. So costs ten pound for adults and five pound for under elevens. Um, they've announced they'd announced a few dates in July, but from what I'm led to understand, I think they sold pretty quickly, didn't they? With Tim being first off the uh, off the mark on the keyboard. Not quite. I, I just I thought let's just jump on it just to see what it's like, and then just give a bit of a. Content, it's all content now. No, it's, not, it's, not content. Just, it's, not, it's not just that. I mean, 
we've all been i think most of us have been fairly lucky to to have seen the kind of inner sanctum and the workings of the of the race course ground over the course of time and it'll be interesting to see how that's changed i was in the changing room not that long ago after i think was it before we'd won the league I think it was before we won the league and obviously the changing room is very very nice looking now there's been a lot of work done to it i'm assuming we'll get the full tour all the stands maybe they're showing the plans for the cop um hopefully there'll be a pitch opportunity with with the trophy you know um i imagine they'll go up to the control room all that sort of stuff so but yeah it'll be interesting to see because we've all we've all been abroad and we've all done tours of like i don't know barcelona or whatever so it'll be very interesting to see how it compares you know it's going to be very different for obvious reasons we're not going to have a giant trophy room yet but this well, has been a premier cup sir mate come on yeah. it's look it's, it's it's been it's probably been longer with you the amount of times people have rocked up to the race course so can i just have a little nip in and then yeah, monetize it. Monetize yeah, so, it. Why not? And it was always going to happen. And with the amount of people that are just tipping up outside the turf and wishing they could go in, oh, but there's no organised tours. Well, it's there now, isn't it? It's there. People are going to be able to book ahead. I imagine there'll be groups, there'll be parties. I think there's only two a day for the first three days next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I think. There's a two o'clock and a four o'clock. Um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting, you know. So we'll see. Right. Um, I think it's that time of week again, isn't it, Liam, where we, we dance a copyright. Um, <coughs> we uh, navigate a copyright nightmare by by playing this song. Oh, hang That's on. I've, I've, played, <laughs> I've, played, I've played Go On Move featuring the Mad Stuntman. <laughs> Bloody hell, he didn't have more than one song, did he? But it's all about moving. Seamless. Oh, I've balls this completely up. Do we really uh, want right, to give you a list of You've got to sing it because you've messed it up. You can no, sing the song. No, we don't have to sing it. All right, last mm-hmm. try. Right. Right, no one tell the mad stuntman we're using that, please. Um, <laughs> uh, Liam, what's in your transfer box? Well, it's been an interesting old uh, week on the transfer Rumours front, I understand that all the uh, in-the-nos are currently lying low after a much-vaunted potential signing was touted on on Thursday night in the form of Cal Naismith from Bristol City. Uh, Just for those who don't know about him, he strikes me as quite a utility man, really. He can play a variety of positions. I think centre-back, left-back, defensive midfield um he was in up front he plays up front as well he literally if you're playing champo he's like you remember nicholas alexanderson who could do dl uh dlc d m a he could do it all he could do it all he could play any any position if you want any position covered cal nail smith will do it for you the ultimate swiss army knife man um he was luton's player of the season season before last as well before he joined um, Bristol. So, so, so naturally, quite a lot of excitement building up on um, on Thursday evening. And I would actually say as, as well because you know people, um, my my good source Wonderboy has been getting a lot of um, flack for this. But I think it's fair to say that it had been heard in a lot of circles, shall we say? And people seemed to see certain that this was about to happen. And then Friday comes, nothing happens. And Bristol City journalists saying, nope, nothing in it whatsoever. And I think he was actually pictured, albeit we can't date that picture, but he was in training with Bristol City in Austria, certainly that week. So 
it's a curious one. I've never really known it to happen before where, you know, you get that clamour, the sort of, this is imminent, this is happening, and all of a sudden, no complete denial. So I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by that one, to be honest. I, I think the thing to say about these transfer rumours as well is just because a signing doesn't come off doesn't necessarily mean we weren't in for someone either. You know, yeah, you'll, so. you get the... Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And probably no need to get, get on people's backs when they don't come true. You know, it's, it fills all our summers with something a bit interesting when we got a few a few rumours yeah. doing the round. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of shows that we're aiming championship. I mean, when we're in non-league, we're aiming League One. And now we've gone up a division. We're still aiming two divisions higher than where we're where we are now I'm looking at him I mean I hadn't heard of him much but he looks exactly the sort of player we wanted experienced and can fill a lot of positions and you know if we are lacking in certain areas it looks like this fellow Naismith could could, have, could play there so yeah I'm a, I'm a little disappointed he didn't come off but I think these things sometimes when they if they don't make it over the line at one point they could come back again especially as the transfer window gets to the end you know Bristol City may do some business which means that they are going to let him go um, and it could just be a case that we need to wait a little, a little bit on that. Now, we lost Nick Powell. He's gone to Stockport. Um, uh, is he signed yet, Tim? Yeah, he's signing the day, three-year deal. It's a gamble, that, isn't it? It's a gamble, and it's a gamble that uh, a lot of Stockport fans didn't like me pointing out, to be honest. You know, I'll, I mean, I'll... I'll find up Stockport again of you. Come on. No, no, I, I, genuinely right. If if we'd have signed you on a three-year deal, I would have been slightly annoyed signing somebody of that age, of that with that sort of injury record. Sticking a three-year deal on him is is high risk, um, personally, and he won't come cheap. That's for sure. Uh, so you know, you, you still look around at the midfield options we got. It's not that bad. I'm still I'm still absolutely convinced that Jordan Davis is going to come. Yeah. Rolling back with a vengeance this season. I just feel like feel like a caged animal with everything that's been going on, both in his in his you know personal life as well as injuries and stuff. So I think he'll be almost like a new player. You know, I think he's bulked up a bit as well. So yeah, honestly, I'm I'm genuinely not bothered. It, obviously, he's a very very good player, very good player. And, and from what from what the guys and the couple of the other Stockport pods are saying is him and that uh, Sasevich may well share the minutes between them in terms of, you know, their their capabilities, their age and, and, and game management, really. So, look, I mean, it, it comes back to what we've all said. And I think there's a little bit of jumpiness that we haven't signed in yet. But realistically, we kind of feel like we're ahead of the curve a bit now with, yeah, with the squad we've got. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Definitely for the first time in probably in my lifetime supporting them. I just, there's no real rationale to panic i don't see why why we would we're not losing anybody um yeah. and almost certainly you know we get two or three players in that's business done no is there a name we're not we, we haven't mentioned yet that was dropped into what's up by a certain tim edwards maybe <laughs> oh who told me that Oh, somebody told me that at work and i was like really surely not somebody mentioned Ross like, it- gotta be bollocks in it Someone else has mentioned Ross it Bartley. on. Yeah. Yeah. We're more like to get Ross from Friends and Ross Barkley. I mean, I mean, straight off the bat, I was like, "There's absolutely no way he dropped because he still has designs on on England, England. international duty." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, 
no. But this is this is Rex in a minute, and it's just it's just a daft world. You just never know. Look, what what you touched on there, Tim? For the first time, we've got our top players on two or three year deals. Uh, yeah. We do this on our terms now, uh, rather than uh, waiting to the end of the season, panicking that we might lose our top scorer, which happened in about six seasons in a row. Um, so you know, we don't need to make major major changes to the squad, and it's a good squad who are very you know, have a close bond, you know, some, you don't need to bring in five players to this. And all of a sudden that, that, that knocks, knocks out the balance a little bit. So look, and the other reason about Powell is I, I me, I think we were well served in that part uh, attacking mid. Cause yeah, you've mentioned Jordan Davis, but there's another player who's done fantastically well for us, Elliot Lee. And it's a year since he signed. Um, got a little, you know, he's he's going to be our guest in in a couple of minutes, where we he sort of talks about non-football things, and you get to know him a little bit better. Um, but I think Lee's been brilliant. And the one thing that stood out for me is his work rate. I looked at him and I thought, you know, there's a lot of attacking mids. They, they can be quite luxury players uh, because. You know that's just the nature of of, of the position. Um, but Lee absolutely works his socks off. Absolute credit. Um, Liam, how highly do you rate him? Uh, it, for me, he's after Paul Mullin. He is our biggest asset, and it's quite as simple as that. Because when he first came in, he so he had that um, game against Eastleigh, first game of the season, where we were. Was it first game or first home game? Either way, uh, we were 1-0 down and needed something special. And he came up with with two brilliant goals. Then I felt like, I, d- I think it was he out of, the, out of the side for a little bit. And yeah, you he saw... was still injured. He was still, he was still struggling yeah. With, with, yeah. with fitness. And you were, you know, you were sort of thinking, mm, okay, well, you know, where will this go? And then how it how it developed over the course of the season. I, I wasn't expecting, I was expecting the attacking side of his game to be good from that early glimpse but it's as you mentioned you know the way he he, he tracks back you know I'm pretty sure um in quite a few games towards the end of the season he was just tracking back all the time um trying to cover for people so I think that's he adds a lot and I think it's just his passion as well you know he saw him score a goal and start beating his chest and stuff like that he seems to buy into the club he talked about wanting a project and sometimes that word can seem a bit low you know, oh you know we just a project you but I think what he means by that is it's somewhere he knows that he can return to a level that he was at previously with us because he can see the potential um yeah. and I just really like the way he's brought into the club yeah Tim what would you like to speak to seems a seems a funny engaging lad yeah I mean this was spoke to him a couple of months back this is this is primarily the the interview we did for the, the issue six the fanzine which is out now fearless.wales go and buy a copy if you haven't got one because they're running low please get one um just really good because i i sort of spoke to him it was the day after the the uh open top bus spray through town so he'd be still buzzing still massively buzzing and um i think he's even been slightly taken aback by maybe the size yeah. and scale and stature of the club especially you know from from what he saw is that you know basically said that that sort of turnout the sort of stuff you get in the championship you know realistically then just in terms of the, the the number of people there so but he really 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 nice guy really nice really engaging um and again i mean it's easy for us to say this but again a bit like mullin he is he's just doing it for the love of the sport he just yeah. happens to be paid for doing a job he loves you know it's i think with him it's 
it's the football first and oh right yeah i'm okay i'm getting paid pretty well for it great that's like an added bonus but yeah it's, it's an interesting one because he's had a lot of, a lot of loans throughout his career did a bit of a thread um through the days a, a lot of a lot of loan spells but i think with him being settled again now and he's he's kind of in, in his prime years now so i think we're going yeah, to see i agree you know 15 goals last season i think two of those are tappings the rest are all stupidly long distance brilliant goals so yeah massive massive player for us huge part of the engine room and he's he's a joy to watch really and a joy to listen to so uh, so enjoy it because these are basically yeah. it's basically him answering your questions we put a tweet out saying give us your questions really lee and he pretty much answered every one of them that was put to nice one uh liam before we go through this who do you prefer elliot lee or christopher lee uh, Christopher Lee is he is he Saruman? Yeah, he's also Scaramanga in uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. In, in my mind, man, he's Saruman, so he's a bad wizard. So Elliot Lee for me, he's a good wizard. Okay, okay. Elliot, well, Elliot, 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 Elliot Lee, Elliot Lee, or Bruce Lee, Andy? Oh, I don't know. Do, do they have to fight? Because yes. I think Bruce Bruce was going to win that. Uh, but you reckon? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not at the moment. <laughs> right, let's quickly get on to this, uh, this this interview. Take it away, Elliot Lee. Mr. Elliot Lee, I'm going to hit you with some questions. Um, and an obvious one from yesterday at the time of recording this. Uh, Tony Snell, how did it feel on that bus, um, the open top parade yesterday? Did it kind of exceed your expectation of, of what you'd, you'd bought into, first and foremost? Um, yeah, I think it probably exceeded most people's expectations. Um, in answer to how did I feel, I think there were certain points a lot of the time I had goosebumps. So I was at the front with Moles, and we both sort of looked at each other and just like, "Wow, like this is this is this is what all the hard work was for. This is this is why we joined Wrexham." Um, yeah, it was quite it was quite emotional. I was trying to obviously you get you go you all sing the songs and be. I was trying to take it in as well. I was trying to just embrace what 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 we've done and I've been trying to do that for the last 10 days to be honest with you but um <laughs> everything's just been so manic but then yesterday just to cap off the the celebrations I tried to take a little moment just to look around and see what we've achieved and just to see the smiles on people's faces and, and they're just that uh, I said like me and Mo said to each other like they're just like the pure happiness that yeah. on people's faces there, there was there was tears of joy there was grins from ear to ear and the flares going and just the whole energy around around the town is it's something is something special, and, and it's nice to, to play the part in, in being able to 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 bring that to people and and to bring the joy back to Wrexham. Yeah, I mean, everywhere you looked, it wasn't it wasn't just old people. It wasn't middle aged felt like myself. There was just like hordes of kids that were crying or excited. I mean, that must be a massive buzz for you as players to see that this isn't that this isn't just about the here and now. This is about future generations and and you know when this stadium gets to 15 20 000, that these guys are going to be the ones waiting in the wings to take their seats there yeah it's, it's so much bigger than any than any one person i mean it's the 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 club is is, is special the, the whole place is special and yesterday you see now i think i was speaking to, i was speaking to a policewoman on, on the way back she was walking me to my car and I said, she said to me, did you enjoy that? I said, I loved that. I said, how did you find it? She said, yeah, we were expecting 20,000. There was about 40,000 people that turned up. And I mean, that for, for what, what used to be a National League club is incredible. That for a League Two club is incredible. That for a League One club is incredible. For a Championship club, that would be incredible. 
so to, to see that and like you say to see the kids the middle age the older age people people who have seen it all from Wrexham and people who are just we're inspiring to, to come and join Wrexham and it's just yeah it was quite emotional at times on the bus to be honest it was quite emotional and then obviously uh, you look back and, and you see Robin Ryan and the staff and, and the women and what they've achieved as well and how we've all done it together we brought and the, the fans are involved as well, like how we've all done this together, how, how, the, how the town, the city has, has, has all come as one and, and now is all as one and just enjoying Wrexham and enjoying life. And, and just like I said, to see the smiles on the faces and to know what we've achieved all, all together as one is um, it's a really special feeling. I've got goosebumps talking about it now, to be honest with you. Um, I've not stopped talking about it since yesterday. I'm back home now in, in London. Not? Yeah, I'm back home now in London and talking <laughs> to my family who I haven't seen for a while and just telling them all about it. And, and yeah, it's just, uh, it gives you goosebumps every time I talk about it. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's one of those that, that it's the gift that keeps on giving, I think, for sure. So, uh, slightly, slightly curveball question, uh, tea or coffee? Neither. I don't drink either. Some of the lads batter for it as well. That's Some of the lads don't like, like it. Yeah. Not even like a herbal tea? Nothing. No, nothing. I don't even drink tea or coffee and the lads can't believe it. If we ever go to a Starbucks or anybody to get a hot chocolate and they call me a baby. <laughs> That's what keeps the pearly whites white. That yeah. is. That's what it's all about. Happy days. Um, which youth player do you think has a big future at the club and why? Is anybody that you picked out? Uh, which youth player? Good question. It's, it's difficult because it's been an established squad for a while. You've got the likes, the likes of Max and and whatnot in and around the team. Yeah. Cool, trying really. to think, I don't know. I, I don't know if I if if Bickers, Jake Bickstaff would count as a youth player. I'm not, he's one of the younger players, but I, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you're a younger player that's not really established in the first team yet. Yeah, so I'd, I'd probably say Bickers. Bickers, he trains so hard every day. He's great attitude. He stands out in training. I think for Bickers next year, it's about pushing on with us and 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 maybe going out alone and playing more first team football. Because he's been unlucky not to play football this year, really, for us. And when he has played, he's he scored goals, and that's what Bickers yeah. does. So. If yeah. I had to say one, I'd probably say Bickers, yeah. No, good shout, good shout. Uh, Andy Ball, which ground is the worst you've ever played at? That's loaded, but you can slack off a club you don't like. It's fine. Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> the one that comes to my head straight away is probably Maidenhead. Yeah. Was, one of my best mates plays for Maidenhead as well, and he warned me about it, and so did the lads, to be fair. And <laughs> it was not an enjoyable evening, especially conceding the last minute as well. It was not enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, is that purely because of that that reason? Is, is it just because it's quite enclosed there as well? Yeah, it was. It's, yeah, it just wasn't a nice place to play. It wasn't. Didn't really feel like a stadium. And with all yeah. due respect, in, in this league, there there was a few stadiums like that. that they don't feel like stadiums. It's is there is smaller clubs and and the, yeah, they don't. It's hard to. I mean, you're going from racecourse playing in front of ten and a half thousand people with an unbelievable atmosphere and. That's what, that's what the lads handled so well this year. To the next week, we're going to a lesser club with with with, with lesser fans in stadiums that don't really feel like stadiums, and that with all due respect to them. But um, yeah, to to point out one, I'd probably say Maidenhead. It was um it wasn't a nice place to go. No, that's a fair point. Fair point. Slightly cheeky question this one, but I love the fact it goes hand in hand with with a certain elite league chant. Uh, so Gareth Collins has asked, "Did your mum go to Brazil on holiday in 1993?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, she might have. Don't tell me, Dad, though. <laughs> oh dear me! I mean, you you must love you must love that. I, mean, I know you've mentioned it several times before about about the white Pele chant and all that, but 
it must be a buzz. Like, you know, when you when you, you get into a team and, and, and you make an impact, like some players have, and they're still without songs, you know, maybe it's tougher to sort of factor in songs and all that, but it, it must be great to, to hear it. Yes, yeah, it's the best feeling ever. And I mean, the, the fans have sung it from the, my first game of the season, literally every game since they've sung it. And the, the feeling doesn't change. The feeling from when they sung it after I scored the two goals at Eastleigh to the feeling when they sung it after I scored against Boreham Wood, um, from the feeling to them singing it yesterday at the bus parade was just, it's just incredible. It gives us another one. It gives you goosebumps. It's, I remember after I scored against Boreham Wood, the, the noise was, uh, even some of the lads came up to me after the game and said, did you hear your song after you scored? I was like, yeah, I actually heard it. Sometimes you, you miss it, like you're so involved in the game, and, but you could hear it. I think every player heard it. Everyone heard that song after I scored and it was just like, wow, like this is, it's so special just to have, to, to, to have that connection with the fans and uh, yeah, it just, it just, it just gives you that, that extra, that extra bit that sometimes even if you're having a bad game and they're still singing your song, it's like, right, well, I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop trying for them because they're still singing my song. And yeah, it's special. It is special to have that connection with the fans. And, and, and every time they sing it, I don't take it for granted. It, it really means a lot to me. Is it is this connection with um, with the fans something like that you've never really had before? I imagine that's the same for a lot of the players because mm-hmm. I think I spoke to Mickey Thomas, you know, the, the legend that he is a while back and, he said that one of the big factors for Wrexham is is the relationship between the fans and players because it's proper, it's proper tight now. You know, it's yeah. we we can see that even if even if a result is, isn't what we might have wanted, it wasn't for the one to try and to get the three points. You know I mean, so it, all all fans can ever ask is, is just hard work and effort, and I think they see that, and I think that's what makes that relationship special now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it stops there. I think it's it's the the owners' relationship with the fans, the owners' relationship with the staff, the owners' relationship with us, and and the the staff's relationship with us and the fans. It doesn't stop there. And I said that when I joined. I said when when you've got a a club and a community all on the same wavelength, everyone singing off the same hymn sheet and working towards one goal, then special things can happen. And and that's what we have here. We have a unbelievable owners. We have an unbelievable manager and staff who we work with day to day. And an unbelievable group of players who, oh, I can guarantee you, will give everything for that shirt week in, week out. No matter if we're winning or we're losing, it is drained in, it is grained into us every day. We are given everything because that's the characters we have in in the squad, and and that's that what the fans deserve. They deserve no less than that because of the unbelievable support we get week in, week out, and that that's why this club is so special because of the relationships throughout. Yeah. No. Well said. Well said. Uh, Kat has asked, best best opponent you've played against this season? Best opponent I've played against? Is there anybody that stands out you thinking, okay, now can I shake this guy? Um, probably wouldn't be that I couldn't shake him. It'd be more like a respect from Roben Rodriguez at Notts County. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, I thought me and me and, and, and Tom O'Connor, he's on our side, me and Tom O'Connor dealt with him fairly well in the game at home, but you can... You can tell a player when, when, when he's on the ball and he, he's a very good player and, and all due respect, Notts County, they're, they're, they're full of great players. They have a great team and, and hopefully they do go up with us. But um, yeah, if I had to point out one, it'd probably be uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, no, fair play. Um, Beardy, if you could compare yourself, I'm not calling you Beardy, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, if you compare yourself to any footballer past, present, who and why? Because we've got LA thing, obviously, but if you yeah. can pick somebody, who would it be? 
That's uh, a tough question. Even if you were, in, you know, I suppose it falls in line with who you may have been inspired by. You can pick anybody, yeah. including your old man, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I probably don't, I'm not comparing myself to him, but I like to base my game on like, uh, on like a Wayne Rooney. And um, yeah. I've always loved Rooney growing up. As, as, when I was when I was growing up, I was a striker. I was I played behind the front man, and I was a striker like him. But obviously, even he, to be fair, he moved back into centre midfield towards towards the end. And I just like how how robust he is and how tenacious he is. And he gets yeah. the ball, wants to do positive things with it. He doesn't. He gives everything to win the game. He on and off the ball, he gets stuck in. And yeah, that's that's. Who, I don't. I'm not comparing myself to him, but that's who I like to to, to base my game on and, and try to try to emulate and just go out there in every game and, and do my best and, and give my all. Well, one played in America and you're about to play in America. So, you know, similarities already. <laughs> yeah. so, no. so uh, Nina Robinson's asked, uh, closest Wrexham teammate, who do you buddy up with? Who's your roommate? Who's your closest oh. one? Be a, do you know what? We're all, I imagine it's quite a lot. We're all so close as well. So it's a tough one. It's such a tight-knit group. But I'd probably... To name a few, I'd probably have to say at Fordy. Fordy's my roommate, so I have to go Anthony for Moles uh, and Andy Cannon. Andy Cannon coming in has been brilliant. Um, I'm quite, I'm very close to him as well. So just to name a few, but like I said, we're all we're all so close. Has he got over that that whole lion business yet? Or what? No, he still goes on about it now. We were talking about it yesterday. We was talking. Uh, it was me, him, and and Rob Rob McElhenney, and he was like, Rob, I still can't. I still can't shake it. I get people coming up to me in Manchester telling me they've seen the lion. <laughs> he's just a great character. His flag is incredible. I know, yeah. It's just yeah. mad. No, he's a great character. I mean, Fozzie stitched him up there with that one, hasn't he? I've been out on the Oh, Fozzie's, killed. Fozzie's absolutely killed him. Yeah, he's murdered him big time. Uh, similar to what we said before, Lee Burford's asked, most underrated player in the squad. So rather than a young player, most underrated player? Quite most underrated. I'm gonna go with Sam Dolby. Yeah, I like that. I've, I've I've thought from the moment he came in, just training with him every day. I love training with him. I love playing with him. Just like to bounce the ball off him. He's like he's like a wall. Like he just for me for someone who likes to play one twos around the box. And all I know is if Dolby's is there, I'm bouncing it off him and I'm going again because he he's he's so he's a big big he's a big player. He's a big guy. He's a tight man, but he's so cultured in the way he plays. His first touch is so good and. And he can all he can bulldoze past people as well. And yeah. you've seen Chesterfield goal, he left people for dead and then cut in. And um, so yeah, if there's one player I'd say is most not that he's not that he's not rated, he's just underrated because I think he's gonna yeah. be an incredible player. Um, I think yeah. we have a real, real great player in Dorbs. Yeah, no, without doubt. Um Jack Springer's asked, what level do you feel that this current squad can play at? Because you know, you've obviously played at played at a higher level. We're gonna be playing at a higher level. The comparisons have been there for a while now, but people dropping down, and that you know it should be equipped for a certain level. In your eyes, where do you see it? Where it's at, at the moment? I'd probably say we're this current squad would be top half League One, maybe just outside the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I think it's it's an incredible squad. The talent we have. I mean, some of the lads not even making the bench towards the end of the season is incredible, and. Um, it's just so hard for the gaffer because of the five subs, but luckily next year we have the seven subs. And um, but yeah, I, I think I think a few of us have said that we've had the conversation as well. A few of the lads, and we think that we'd be around 
just like top half League One because League One is tough. There's some big teams in League One now, and yeah. there's some with some incredible squads. Um, but yeah, I think I think we I think we'd be top half League One definitely. Take that one. We'll take that one. Um, what else? This has probably been well documented, but Steve Davis is out as asked. Um, biggest factor in coming to Wrexham. I, I, I imagine. We can we can, we can talk about the project in inverted commas and and, yeah. you know, and all this stuff as well, but I, was like the the deciding factor if I'm right and to read it somewhere that you just wanted to get a follow of Ryan Reynolds first and foremost on instant like that, <laughs> that that'll seal it. That'll uh, seal it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't exactly say that. Um, <laughs> no, I think I said once I when I left Luton I was a free agent. Uh, I'd spoke to my dad. I spoke to my agent. And when I joined Lou, and it was it was, a, it was a building a building process. It was like you say, invert commas, pro, a project and something I want to be part. I wanted to be part of something like bigger than myself. I didn't just want to go to go to a, a League One club and just be there and just be happy with mediocre seasons. And I wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. And when Wrexham came calling, yeah, there was there was a conversation with my agent and my dad. And my agent said, "Should I even mention it to him?" My dad was like, "Yeah, he's a big Ryan Reynolds fan because I do like I do love Ryan." Um, but um, yeah, once I once I spoke to the manager, um, he, he was he was incredible with what he was saying, and to be honest, everything he said has has come, has come, has come true. And uh, um, yeah, once I once I spoke to him, it was sort of a no brainer for me. It really it really excited me. And when I spoke to the manager, I felt valued. And I think you should always go in life and in football where you feel valued. And I felt valued by the manager. Um, and like I said, just everything to do with Wrexham excited me. And I probably. I was literally just speaking to my mum there like half an hour ago and she was like, I bet you couldn't believe that where you'd be now like a year ago. And I couldn't, I, I, I knew, obviously when you, when, when you go to anywhere new and you take on any new challenge, you don't know how it's going to turn out. It could have been, it could have gone really bad, but luckily for me, it's probably gone better than I even ever expected. Um, so yeah, it was just, the, it's the best decision. I'm still here, the lights are going out. <laughs> I don't know what's happened there. This is what happens here at work. Light time. This. <laughs> there we go. Happy days. Back in the room. Apologies. Carry That's on. right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so honestly, it's probably the best decision I ever made in my life. Um, I love love, love playing for Exxon. Love going in to see the lads every day. Just enjoy training. Just happy. And and yeah, it's, um, and yeah just, just enjoying it. I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I, I decided to come in. Amazing. Good to hear. Um, Sarah C, she's asked, were you always the, the kid with the muckiest football kit? Because somebody pointed this out to me yesterday. So most of the lads, when they come off the pitch, you can still see the whites on the, on the shorts, but Elliot's covered in mud. <laughs> Do you know what? You, Ewan has a go at me every Monday for this. He's like, oh, I've been, I've been spending the whole weekend scrubbing your kit again. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I just, I just like, I don't know what it is. I like getting stuck in. I've always like, getting stuck in I like a slide tackle the lads the lads give me a bit of stick for my slide tackles and um yeah like I said I just I just want to if I if I come off with a clean kit maybe I think I've not done enough I want to I want to get stuck in I want to get dirty I want to get my hands dirty I want to I want to do the hard yards I want to do the dirty work and I want to put myself about so um that's yeah. a really great as well isn't it the slide tackle I'm sure you put yeah yeah exactly some, yeah. some better than others but well, I've, got, yeah. I've got I've got a few right this season but I've got a few slide tackles wrong as well so um <laughs> Still but, looks um, good, though, doesn't it? it yeah. still looks good. <laughs> yeah, but, no, you'll have to speak to Ewan about that one because he's not happy with me. Fuming. Oh, well, we'll get him on, actually, I'm sure. Him, <laughs> and Ch- him and Charlie is a double act on the pod. Yeah, get him back on. 
can't decide if it would be a good idea or a bad idea. Let's just do it and see what find we'll find out. Uh, Andy Gilpin, who I do this um, this entire thing with, uh, can you tell us the kind of process why you chose the number thirty eight shirt? Uh, obviously, number thirty eight is um, in memory of my friend Dylan Tombides, um, who I grew up in the West Ham United Academy with, and unfortunately passed away with testicular cancer. Um, so there's a there's, there's like a few of us in our in um in a friendship group. I've got a tattoo for him on my wrist, um, and obviously it just felt the right thing to do. I think West Ham retired his number thirty eight shirt, um, and ever since, wherever I can, any club I've been at, I've I've worn a thirty eight and. Sometimes I, I'd, I'd I'd wear a, uh, and I like I like to to wear a number for something. So I, I I like the number ten. I wore the I wore the number thirty eight, and then the number ten at Luton, and obviously Super Paul's got that one. And also I'd I'd wear the number seven because that was my dad's number, but uh, one of our own, Jordan Davies, has got that one. So it just it um, it felt right taking the thirty eight. And to be honest, whenever I've worn the thirty eight, I've had a I've had I've had a successful season. So um, I plan I plan to keep on wearing it in in pride and in memory of Dill. Yeah, long may it continue. Um, Barton Bank, what was your initiation by the squad when you arrived? Was it a certain song, a certain dance? Do you know what? We, I, we don't have to do one. We don't have to do a song, which I was buzzing about when I first joined. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind the little thing song, but it was like I'd walk in the dressing room, I really didn't know anyone, and and I'd have to sing, but I didn't have to do one. But one thing they did make me do was we done um we did like a, a quiz when we were away in Spain in pre-season. And it was like the losing team. So there's like five teams on each on different tables. And the losing team, someone bought like a, a leopard print bucket hat and a leopard print, like I'm talking like wire fronts, like slips, like speedos. Um, and it was like the losing team, the worst player on that team, had to wear them for the day, uh, like breakfast, everything. Um, and our, my team was the losing team. And we also had the gaffer on our team as well. So obviously the gaffer, I think, got like voted worst, worst, worst player in the team, but he was never wearing it. So then the buck got passed to me. So all throughout the day, I had to wear this uh, only like leopard print bucket hat and a leopard print speedos. I think there's a picture of it somewhere. I think the physio, I think Kev's got the picture. Uh, that is wild. Yeah. That is wild. <laughs> to be fair. Did the, uh, did, the, did the gaffer have to take uh, uh, some sort of fine for passing the buck, seeing as he was the crappiest? I think uh, I think the deal was if I wore it, then the gaffer let us let us out for a few more hours that night for a few beers. <laughs> At least you're in Spain, so you you, you weren't going to be uh, be freezing your, your no, I wasn't off. freezing. To be fair. No, I think I pulled it off. Yeah, no, that's a strong look. It's <laughs> a strong look. I'm not sure if it'll work in America, mind <laughs> you. It might. I mean, you know, they're quite, quite, quite wacky. Quite wacky. Um, Welsh techie. What beard project do you use? Because he's, he, he, I think he described his um, beard as looking like Wurzel Gummidge's underpants or something like that. So he wants to know what beard, <laughs> what beard products you use. There's actually no product. Just I, I just get it trimmed by my barber who, who does it. I never really do it myself, so I get my hair and my beard done by the barber, and that's it. Really, there's no product. It's just a. I think I, I'm naturally lucky to have the beard. I don't know where it comes. Do you know what? There's no one in my family with a beard, so the beard might come from that Brazilian guy back in 1993. <laughs> Uh, is. is it Socrates? Didn't he have a beard? <laughs> Must be him, yeah. Yeah, that'll do. We'll have that. That's a, that's a good full circle moment right there. Uh, I've got a few more, mate, and I'll let you go. Um, Neil Hayes, at what point did you realise we would win the league? Was there any defining moment? I mean, for me, it was it was Foz's save, but was there anything for you that you thought, we'll be all right, we're going to go on and do this? Or was it very much... I know, I know all the players said... We take it by game by game, and we take it. But there must have been something, even if it was 
privately. You know what? For me, it was literally the 92nd minute against Boreham Wood. Yeah. But leading up to that, don't get me wrong, it's so it's so hard to not have those. I, I think we were probably guilty. It's so hard not to have those thoughts of what if this could be like in those last six games or whatever. Yeah. What, could, what, what if this happens? What if that happens? Oh my God, we're so close. Like, so then obviously going to Halifax and then putting on a crap performance like that, it was like, then you go the complete opposite and everyone's like, Jesus, we might not do this here. We might not do this. We're going to let so many people down. And in like in the end, it, me and Moles were talking about a few weeks ago. We were just like, we haven't even, like, not enjoying these games, like, because there's so much pressure and each win is just like, right, okay, on to the next one. Like, it's just relief. We've won it. Let's go again. Like, and then, but the best thing I think I'd say is that, well, even after we lost against Halifax, it was the best reaction from the boys. It was like, this will be the best thing that happens to us. This is going to spur us on. We're not going to, we're not just going to dance our way over this line. It's not easy winning titles. We need to up our game again. So I genuinely think the best thing that ever happened to us was that Halifax game. And then obviously beating Notts County and with the Fozzie save, I did, after that Notts County game, I was like, is it is it written in the stars here, Fozzie saving that in the last minute? And is it written in the stars? And then I started thinking, the way the season's gone, this is going right down to the last game of the season. <laughs> All these thoughts go through your head. But yeah, to be honest, it was like, even when the when Fads get sent off a of Barney, it's like, is this not our season? I, and then you get the draw and then you go and win the next two. And it's like, honestly, I didn't crack a smile in the Boreham Wood game until about the 92nd, 93rd minute. I looked around and I was like, do you know what? I had goosebumps. I was like, I think we've done it. Like, we've done it now. And that was, that was, the, that was the only moment I've said we've, we've won this title because it was, so, it was such a relentless season. It was so, there was no game you could go into thinking, okay, like, we can afford a loss here. We can afford it. It was just so relentless with Notts County and, yeah, you sort, of, you sort of cracked a smile with that opening goal, or the re-equaliser, I should say. Yeah, it was a cracking of a smile. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, one, I, one I, thing that sticks with me with that, we went behind, and then the noise levels went higher, which yeah. blew my mind. Again, like, I think the best thing that happened during that game was them scoring early. I think, I think even their manager might have said it, like they they woke the beast up. Do you know what I mean? It got everyone even more like, right, come on. Then, best thing that happened was them scoring. Then we had the whole game to up our game even more. And go and score score three goals, and yeah, it was it was unreal to to score that goal and and get us back level. And then obviously Moles does what he does and scores two unbelievable goals. And then literally, and just for the next twenty minutes or whatever it was after Moles scored, it was like just don't concede, don't make this nervous, and don't make this nervous because that's what we. I thought it's just Rex, it's just like Rex, and we're going to make this nervous right at the end. We're going to go three to it, but. Uh, the lads were incredible and we saw it out and like I said 92nd minute I think it got to and I just said to myself yeah we've, we've done it here what, what was the uh, when, what was the first thing that happened when, when the, the, the fans piled on did you just get taken aloft and you were on Sunday's oh, shoulder I got, I got headlocked I got kissed on the mouth I got kissed on the cheek I got hugs I got all people saying stuff to me I, honestly I couldn't I couldn't even speak I was just speechless I, it's just all that hard work had just come down to that one moment when that whistle goes and and it's just like wow like we've done it and to see all the fans and and so happy and then getting put on people's shoulders with the atmosphere around and it, it, it was just incredible yeah it was mad yeah it was something special um our friend from alabama mr michael starkey he wants to know what your leg and glute workout is all about because he, <laughs> he he's got a thing for your 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 legs and ass straight guy he's like how uh, he's just he's got he's got appreciation for, appreciation for your final legs. I'm guessing you're uh, you're pressing some serious weights in the gym. No, there is no there is no program. 
if anything, I'd, 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 if anything, I'd do the least gym out of the t- uh, the least gym out of all the team. Um, just natural. I got I got chunky legs. That's I got a fat ass and chunky legs. That's what my dad said, <laughs> and I use it to my advantage. So um, yeah, there's there's no Some people out the way. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I use my ass to my advantage. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing to have. I've got three more, and I will I will let you scoot. Um, so Gareth, uh, how was the standard of, of National League football um, compared to what you were expecting? Did it kind of exceed it, or was it, you know, when you came into it, having played at a high level, um, was it? Did it surprise you, or was it a case of, yeah, I can I can get into the flow of this now? I mean, it's a, a lot lot more competitive than what it has been in pre. pre- recent years I think yeah um, it was probably looking back I've not really thought about it but looking back it was probably uh, as to what I expected I think there's a big a big gulf in the quality between the bottom of the National League and the top of the National League yeah I'd say sorry like the top seven eight teams are are League, league 2 teams really League 2 obviously Notts County League 1 and Chesterfield maybe even League 1 um then the teams down the bottom, there, there, there was a big gulf in the quality, and um, no, it's just still it's such a it's the hardest league I played in, in 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 some sense. It's the hardest league I played in. To, to 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 try and get that top spot and only that top spot is is like I said, just a relentless season. And obviously, like I said, it's not easy going to to some of the horrible places. I mean, I don't know if the fans fans think like every game's the same, but like. Football, as as footballers, like we know, every game is so different. Like it, it going to going to different stadiums is different, and it's just like it's it is so difficult. This league, I, I, it's probably I, do you know what? It's probably harder than I thought it'd be. Actually, it's probably harder. Like just getting out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's I'd say there's a big quality between like the the bottom half of the league and and the, and the top half of the league. But no, there's definitely some teams that are, are, are League Two, League One quality as well. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back to the. Uh... To the hair, um, Dan has asked reason for the hairstyle change mid-season. Do you know what? I've only I had a I had this this trim when I was a few years ago. I think do you know what? I think I had it when I got promoted with Luton from League One and we won the league. Um, right. But I was just fed up with the long hair. Really, I just wanted to go short and, and just give that a go. And to be honest, I'm going to keep it now because I've just realised I did have this 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 haircut for for winning League One with Luton. So it must be a good omen. It's a superstitious grade four. Yeah. So that's what it needs to be. Um, Chris, biggest difference in living up north? I mean, technically, you still are you still based down south? Are you commuting, or have you moved up here? No, I'm, I'm up north. I'm, I'm I'm about half an hour from Wrexham, so I'm right. just down Twitchway. So, um, yeah. um, do you know what? I love it. I love living up north. I love living near Wrexham. It's it's a lot more peaceful. Me and my partner both love it. Um, just like I'm, I'm I'm used to traffic jams and. Yeah. and and motorways and just don't don't get up in my, my my drive to training is country lanes it's, it's farms it's hills it's i love it i absolutely love it uh my mum's not happy because she thinks i'm never moving back now but um <laughs> no, it's just all part of it. it honestly it all makes it what it, this year's just been incredible for me i don't think i've stopped smiling and that's all from from joining wrexham and and living where i live and just everything on and off the pitch has been it's, it's been a dream season it's been a dream year and I'm, I'm like I said. I'm just buzzing that I, I came to Wrexham. Yeah, and the last one from 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 the ones because we had loads of questions, so I didn't want to like overburden you with them. But uh, one piece of advice your your dad ever gave you when you said you were turning pro is there anything that that you can recall at the time? Uh, one piece of advice my dad has always told me and my brothers to enjoy it. Um, yeah, he said that his career it goes in the blink of an eye, and and what what he'd do now to be back playing playing in his heyday and. And, and and in the dressing room having a laugh every day and 
So he tells us all the time, just enjoy it. Even in the down times, he says, just enjoy it because before you know it, it will be over. Um, mm. And that's the biggest thing that me and my brother have taken taken from it because whenever I go into training and maybe I'm having a down day or or I'm just tired, I'm like, you know what? What would my dad do to be back out there playing? And, and what would my dad do to be going into training with the lads today? And even though I'm tired, all right, who cares? Like, go and, go and enjoy it. Put a smile on your face. And, and, and that's what I've done this season. Don't get me wrong, it's not. It's not hard going into training, like I said earlier. Like all the lads, I think all the lads love coming into training every day. It's such a good atmosphere with the staff and and, and the lads together. And yeah, that's that's the main thing I, I've taken from from my dad. And it's just enjoy it, and, and that's what I'm doing. Does that does that assist? Because I know you've touched on on the mental health aspect of being a a footballer in the past. I mean, does that that must obviously help with that if you're working in a happy environment, you know, because we're at, we're at work for a long time, you know, so if you're in a happy working environment with good people around you, that that makes the whole oh. mental health and depression aspect um, makes it so, so much more easier to deal with, I suppose. Well, 100%. And don't get me wrong, I've, I've been in, I've been in, bad changing rooms with, with, with some, some dodgy characters and you're just like, oh, I've got to face that again today and, and negative people and, 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 and people you just don't, you can't be bothered to see and bad training sessions. And, and like I said, that we haven't got it perfect at Wrexham either. We, we, we come into the stadium every day. We have some, some days this year, we haven't had a training ground to train at, but we just get on with it. We laugh at it. Like this is, this is Wrexham. This is part of the journey. This is, this is, this is why we're here. Like, and like I said, we, we we have some great training grounds when we go there, but we still have, we have to sometimes we have to drive twenty minutes to a training ground and back. And like I said, sometimes we don't have a training ground. Um, but it's still like you come in, you laugh and you and you smile because you're surrounded by good people. You're surrounded by people who cheer you up and and you can have a laugh with. Honestly, it's like going into training with like your mates every day. Is, mm-hmm. And how can you how can you not enjoy that? That's that we're lucky enough to 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 play this sport. And yeah, it's come with a lot of pressure, but. It's also it's it's the best job in the world, and especially playing for Wrexham. And like I said, playing playing with your mates, even the staff, like we all get on so well, and everyone enjoys coming in. And that's that's created from from everyone again, the fans, the owners, the staff. It's created from everyone. It's it's an atmosphere, an environment, and going into that environment every day is is a massive, massive reason why we've been so successful, and and why why the lads are so happy and have done so well. Yeah. And favourite goal that you scored this season? Because you don't tend not to do any sort of tappings to be honest. Um, I'm, it'd either have to be probably my first one against Eastleigh or my one against Boreham Wood, just for what it meant, just for getting us back in the game at a crucial time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that first one against Eastleigh, just to, just to announce myself and, and, and uh, show people what I'm about was, was a great feeling as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, you're off to, to Las Vegas. Uh, I hope it's not going to be like like the Hangover movie. You're going to come back minus half your beard and then <laughs> a mullet or something stupid like that. That'd be yeah. uh, that'd be wild. But like, no, Elliot, thanks so much for taking the time out. I appreciate it massively. Yeah. Um, thanks, Elliot Lee. That was really, really entertaining. Um, look, Elliot's more or less nailed his uh, his place in the team. Uh, but we we still we're still talking about who we would start next season in particular positions. So I think we've done the centre backs. Um, let's do the wing backs. So right hand side, Liam, who would you have? Who are you going for? Uh, I think we're spoilt for choice at right wing back. I think based off the impact he had on our season towards the end, I would go for Ryan Barnett to start off with, just because I think 
he offers something that we haven't really seen in a winger in quite a while, which is someone who can take his man on, get to yeah. the byline and get a quality ball in. Um, but then again, I do wonder, you know, some games, if we needed to play perhaps more defensively, I think maybe that's more Anthony Ford's strength. So it's good that we've got that versatility, but start the season, <clears throat> I'll say Ryan Barnett. Yeah, same for you, Tim. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the impact he's made since he's come in is ridiculous. Really, really good. Old-fashioned, straightforward, get down the wing, no messing around, cross it. That's what he does. So, mm. you know, brilliant, brilliant player. Um, so, yeah, definitely him for me. Um, yeah, uh, I agree with Liam, actually, which I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. But I do actually think Fordy is better defensively. Um I think Bryce has got one year left on his on his deal. Um, I think he needs he needs a season where he stays free of injury, and then we can really see what he can do. Good thing with Bryce is he can play both positions, and we might need that at some point. Um, so yeah, I think we're us all three of us going for Ryan Barnett on the right to start with at least. But you know, as we've said before on this podcast, he's very good going forward, and we spent a lot of time in in non league going forward. We're going to be tested a lot more uh, the other way. Uh, in League Two, uh, and so you know Ryan, there was still a few question marks about his defensive side, but you know anything that you've thrown at him so far, he's absolutely risen to. Uh, other side, I think it's quite straightforward for me. I think if Jacob Mendy is fit, you play Jacob Mendy. McFastine's always been a backup um, for me. Uh, doesn't really let let you down, but I just think Men- Mendy's got more 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 in his weaponry. You know, he's just quick. He can. You know, he can, he can score goals. That was a lovely finish against County. Um, and, you know, he's had some tough parts because he's gone to a full-time professional team for, for probably the first time in his career. Uh, but he absolutely came through when it actually when we needed him right at the end. So, yeah, for me, for me, it's Mendy. And I'd, I wouldn't surprise me if we brought in another left-wing back as well. Uh, Liam, what do you think? Mendy? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got a story. I don't know if I've ever um, mentioned it actually about um, Jacob Mendy. So there I was on the night of oh, the uh, Rex. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Have you heard that one? Right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll move on. There's a blue um, flat yeah. in that uh, pizzeria now. You said it so much. <laughs> it should be. Um, yeah, Mendy for me, just because, as you said, he's shown what he can do. Uh, going forward, I watched that goal against County back again this week, probably for the umpteenth time. But you know, to take it, you know, in your stride like that and put it where he did was superb. And I also think, I do also think though that it's an area that we do need to see some sort of backup. You know, again, spurious rumours, but linked with the likes of Declan John, you know, wouldn't mind seeing him come into Wrexham. But I think as things stand. I think Mandy's done enough to show that he, he deserves a start in League Two for us. Yeah, and he's an international. Tim, where do you stand? Yeah, no-brainer, 100% Mendy. Gambian international. He's got the physicality, he's got the temperament, he can weigh in with a goal or two. Um, athletic. Yeah, I just think, the greatest respect to Callum, I think if you were going to face up to any player, you would probably least likely to come up against Mendy. Um, yeah. Just because of his overall physique and his athleticism, like I said, the burst of burst of pace he's got, I think yeah, it's kind of gone under the radar a bit. Is is mm. his pace, his ability to 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 burn people is 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 amazing. So big big player for us. Um, like anybody, stay injury free. He's a key key part of that 
defence and attack. So, yeah, Mendy all day long. Um, I'm going to have to get the guys at the All Gone Hollywood account to do a Randall and uh, Mendy, like when Randy met Mendy, like when Harry met Sally. Um, <laughs> when Randy met Mendy. faking orgasm in a pizza place. <laughs> he wasn't faking it on the nights where I heard. There we are. I, I, can't, oh, I can't remember what pizza he had. I should really know that. Oh, God, so that'll, that'll bug me for a while. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I remember. If you are when Jacob you Mendy when you DM like... <clears throat> If you are Jacob Mendy and you would like to uh, to tell us your pizza order that night, please uh, please email in. It is fidzine at gmail.com. Um, That's the one. If any, right. if, any, if any pizzerias want to send any free samples, oh, no, <laughs> it's no on. problem. <laughs> oh, I, I, I will not the, fit the into this shirt. It weighs heavy on me. I can't, I can't take any more. <laughs> I can't take any. It was a lovely you'll gesture. Take the whiskey, though, mean, you'll take the whiskey. <laughs> I just want to try the whiskey. Um, yeah, right. Uh, next week, we're note, do by is... the way, I found the note. But, Go on, yeah, read Tim. it to us. Okay. Uh, Tim, Andy, Liam, and Reese. Rob asked us to send you some bottles of the new whiskey brandy cre- created with Glenn Howerton and Charlie Day. It was made in a limited run in the US and profits directly benefited the COVID affected bartending community. It's, it was also recently released as a Master of Malt exclusive in the UK. A wider release of a new version of Four Walls is coming out later this year. You lot may also notice you lot. You lot may also notice four walls on the drinking arms of the players' warm-up kits during their upcoming USA invasion tour. Smiley face. Cool. No name. So just master of malts. I'm assuming it's from the the, the master of malt. The master oh, malt tier. Master the master malt tier. Oh, yeah. Now that's brilliant. Um, yeah. Next week we're going to do a US special. Uh, and uh, remember, I'm I'm going across. Uh, I'm going to be selling fanzines. Uh, but my missus is going home for the last three days, so I don't have anything to do uh, for the last couple of days in Philadelphia. So anybody wants a beer, drop a drop us a line. Um, and yeah, look after me in there. I might be have going. You got a good weight limit in your bag. Sorry. So what? have you got a good weight limit for your baggage? Uh, don't worry about that. I'll, uh, I will, uh, because, I, be... because I've, there's, there's a very hefty box of, um, fanzines making its way down to you via my, uh, courier. So, you know, just, uh, just, well, we'll just put that out any. there that you might need to buy extra. Yeah, I've got plenty we'll of it all. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, more on that next week. Um, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry. I was such in, in such a Carlsberg induced malaise. Uh, with with walkabouts hit list ringing in my Ask, ears. Be asking for um, free Carlsberg next. Get that little drop no, there. I don't want no, I've got too much <laughs> Carlsberg. Right, anyway, come on, let's go. Uh, thank you very much for listening. See you all next week. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Drink four walls whiskey. And listen to Elliot Lee. <laughs>